0: Today is June the 2nd. Today we'll read of Solomon's constructions as we read 1 Kings 5-7. Scripture reading today, 1 Kings 5 through 7. In 5 and 6, Solomon builds uh, the temple for the Lord. Remember that David tried to. The Lord told him, No, his hands were too bloody. Let your son do it. Now Solomon actually does it and he builds a beautiful building. Um, In chapter 7, he turns his attention now to the palace, to his own palace. It's interesting. Um, Chapter 6, verse 38, the very last sentence says, So it took seven years to build the temple. Chapter 7, verse 1 starts out, Solomon also built a palace for himself. It took him 13 years to complete the construction. Now, the author of 1 Kings is letting us know here that Solomon spent more time, almost twice as much, building his own palace as he did building a temple for the Lord. Just to emphasize that fact, he notes that his palace in uh, verse 2 was 150 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. The temple in chapter 6, verse 2, was 90 feet long, 30 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Solomon's palace was twice as big as the temple, and it took him almost twice as long to build. All told of Solomon's 40 years of reigning, 20 were built in construction. Nevertheless, the temple was magnificent. Now, all of this is confirmed by archaeology. We've discovered Solomon's temple. We've discovered Solomon's palace. And scripture is accurate. We've also discovered that Solomon built many cities and uh Construction was booming during Solomon's reign. Enjoy today as you read 1 Kings 5 to 7. 1 Kings 5 to 7, New Living Translation. 1 Kings 5 king hiram of tyre had always been a loyal friend of david when hiram learned that david's son solomon was the new king of israel he sent ambassadors to congratulate him then solomon sent this message back to hiram You know that my father David was not able to build a temple to honor the name of the Lord his God because of the many wars waged against him by surrounding nations. He could not build until the Lord gave him victory over all his enemies. But now the Lord my God has given me peace on every side. I have no enemies and all is well. So I'm planning to build a temple to honor the name of the Lord my God just as he had instructed my father David. For the Lord told him, Your son, whom I will place on your throne, will build the temple to honor my name. Therefore, please come in that cedars from Lebanon be cut for me. Let my men work alongside yours, and I will pay your men whatever wages you ask. As you know, there is no one among us who can cut timber like you Sidonians." When Hiram received Solomon's message, he was very pleased and said, "'Praise the Lord today for giving David a wise son to be king of the great nation of Israel.' Then he sent this reply to Solomon, "'I've received your message, and I will supply all the cedar and cypress timber you need. My servants will bring the logs from the Lebanon mountains to the Mediterranean Sea and make them into rafts and float them along the coast to whatever place you choose.' Then we'll break the rafts apart so you can carry the logs away. You can pay me by supplying me with food for my household. So Hiram supplied as much cedar and cypress timber as Solomon desired. In return, Solomon sent him an annual payment of a 100,000 bushels of wheat for his household and a 110,000 gallons of pure olive oil. So the Lord gave wisdom to Solomon just as he had promised. And Hiram and Solomon made a formal alliance of peace. Then King Solomon conscripted a labor force of 30,000 men from all Israel. He sent them to Lebanon in shifts, 10,000 every month, so that each man would be one month in Lebanon and two months at home. Adoniram was in charge of this labor force. Solomon also had... 70,000 common laborers, 80,000 quarry workers in the hill country, and 3,600 foremen to supervise the work. At the king's command, they quarried large blocks of high-quality stone and shaped them to make the foundation of the temple. At the king's command, they quarried large blocks of high-quality stone and shaped them to make the foundation of the temple. Men from the city of Gebal helped Solomon's and Hiram's builders prepare timber and stone for the temple. 1 Kings 6 It was mid-spring in the month of Zeb during the fourth year of Solomon's reign that he began to construct the temple of the Lord. This was 480 years after the people of Israel were rescued from their slavery in the land of Egypt. The temple that King Solomon built for the Lord was 90 feet long, 30 feet wide, and 45 feet high. The entry room at the front of the temple was 30 feet wide, running across the entire width of the temple. It projected outward 15 feet, from the front of the temple. Solomon also made narrow recessed windows throughout the temple. He built a complex of rooms against the outer walls of the temple, all the way around the sides and rear of the building, the complex with three stories high, the bottom floor being seven and a half feet wide, the second floor nine feet wide, and the top floor ten and a half feet wide. The rooms were connected to the walls of the temple by beams resting on ledges built out from the wall, so the beams were not inserted into the walls themselves. The stones used in the construction of the temple were finished at the quarry. There was no sound of hammer, axe, or any other iron tool at the building site. The entrance to the bottom floor was on the south side of the temple. There were winding stairs going up to the second floor, and another flight of stairs between the second and third floors. After completing the temple structure, Solomon put in a ceiling made of cedar beams and planks. As already stated, he built a complex of rooms along the sides of each building, attached to the temple walls by cedar timbers. Each story of the complex was seven and a half feet high. Then the Lord gave this message to Solomon. Concerning this temple you are building, If you keep all my decrees and regulations and obey all my commands, I will fulfill through you the promise I made to your father David. I will live among the Israelites and will never abandon my people Israel. So Solomon finished building the temple. The entire inside, from floor to ceiling, was paneled with wood. He paneled the walls and ceilings with cedar. He used planks of cypress for the floors. He partitioned off an inner sanctuary, the most holy place, at the far end of the temple. It was 30 feet deep and was paneled with cedar from floor to ceiling. The main room of the temple outside the most holy place was 60 feet long. Cedar paneling completely covered the stone walls throughout the temple, and the paneling was decorated with carvings of gourds and open flowers. He prepared the inner sanctuary at the far end of the temple, where the Ark of the Lord's Covenant would be placed. This inner sanctuary was thirty feet long, and thirty feet wide, and thirty feet high. He overlaid the inside with solid gold. He also overlaid the altar made of cedar. Then Solomon overlaid the rest of the temple's interior with solid gold, and he made gold chains to protect the entrance to the Most Holy Place. So he finished overlaying the entire temple with gold, including the altar that belonged to the most holy place. He made two cherubim of wild olive wood, each 15 feet tall, and placed them in the inner sanctuary. The wingspan of each of the cherubim was 15 feet, each wing being seven and a half feet long. The two cherubim were identical in shape and size. Each was 15 feet tall. He placed them side by side in the inner sanctuary of the temple. Their outspread wings reached from wall to wall, while their inner wings touched at the center of the room. He overlaid the two cherubim with gold. He decorated all the walls of the inner sanctuary and the main room with carvings of cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers. He overlaid the floor in both rooms with gold. For the entrance to the inner sanctuary, he made double doors of wild olive wood with five-sided doorposts. These double doors were decorated with carvings of cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers. The doors, including the decorations of cherubim and palm trees, were overlaid with gold. Then he made four-sided doorposts of wild olive wood for the entrance to the temple. There were two folding doors of cypress wood, and each door was hinged to fold back upon itself. These doors were decorated with carvings of cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers, all overlaid evenly with gold. The walls of the inner courtyard were built so that there was one layer of cedar beams between every three layers of finished stone. The foundation of the Lord's temple was laid in midspring in the month of Ziv, During the fourth year of Solomon's reign, the entire building was completed in every detail by mid-autumn in the month of Bull during the eleventh year of his reign. So it took seven years to build the temple. 1 Kings 7 Solomon also built a palace for himself and it took him 13 years to complete the construction. One of Solomon's buildings was called the Palace of the Forest of Lebanon. It was 150 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. There were four rows of cedar pillars and great cedar beams rested on the pillars. The hall had a cedar roof. Above the beams on the pillars were 45 side rooms arranged in three tiers of 15 each. On each end of the long hall were three rows of windows facing each other. All the doorways and doorposts had rectangular frames and were arranged in sets of three facing each other. Solomon also built the Hall of Pillars, which was 75 feet long and 45 feet wide. There was a porch in front along with a canopy, supported by pillars. Solomon also built the throne room, known as the Hall of Justice, where he sat to hear legal matters. It was paneled with cedar from floor to ceiling. Solomon's living quarters surrounded a courtyard behind this hall. They were constructed the same way. He also built similar living quarters for Pharaoh's daughter, whom he had married. From foundation to eaves, all these buildings were built from huge blocks of high-quality stone cut with saws and trimmed to exact measure on all sides. Some of the huge foundation stones were 15 feet long. Some were 12 feet long. The blocks of high-quality stone used in the walls were also cut to measure. Cedar beams were also used. The walls of the great courtyard were built so that there was one layer of cedar beams between every three layers of finished stone, just like the walls of the inner courtyard of the Lord's temple with its entry room. King Solomon then asked for a man named Huram to come from Tyre. He was half-Israelite since his mother was a widow from the tribe of Naphtali, and his father had been a craftsman in bronze from Tyre. Huram was extremely skilled and talented in any work in bronze, and he came to do all the metalwork for King Solomon. Huram cast two bronze pillars each twenty seven feet tall and eighteen feet in circumference for the tops of the pillars he cast bronze capitals each seven and a half feet tall each capital was decorated with seven sets of lattice work and interwoven chains. He also encircled the latticework with two rows of pomegranates to decorate the capitals over the pillars. The capitals on the columns inside the entry room were shaped like water lilies. They were six feet tall. The capitals on the two pillars had 200 pomegranates in two rows around them beside the rounded surface next to the lattice work. Huram set the pillars at the entrance of the temple, one toward the south and one toward the north. He named the one on the south Jaking, the one on the north Boaz. The capitals on the pillars were shaped like water lilies, and so the work on the pillars was finished. Then Huram cast a great round basin 15 feet across from rim to rim called the Sea. It was seven and a half feet deep and about 45 feet. In circumference. It was encircled just below its rim by two rows of decorative gourds. There were about six gourds per foot all the way around. They were cast as part of the basin. The sea was placed on a base of twelve bronze oxen, all facing outward. Three face north, three face west, three face south, three face east. And the sea rested on them. The walls of the sea were about three inches thick. Its rim flared out like a cup and resembled a water lily blossom. It could hold 11,000 gallons of water. Huram also made 10 bronze water carts, each six feet long, six feet wide, and four and a half feet tall. They were constructed with side panels braced with crossbars. Both the panels and the crossbars were decorated with carved lions, oxen, and cherubim. Above and below the lions and oxen were wreath decorations. Each of these carts had four bronze wheels and bronze axles. There were supporting posts for the bronze basins at the corner of the carts. These supports were decorated on each side with carvings of wreaths. The top of each cart had a rounded frame for the basin. It projected one and a half feet above the cart's top like a round pedestal, and its opening was two and a half feet across. It was decorated on the outside with carvings of reeds. The panels of the carts were square, not round. Under the panels were four wheels that were connected to axles that had been cast as one unit with the cart. The wheels were two and a quarter feet in diameter and were similar to chariot wheels. The axle spokes, rims, and hubs were all cast from molten bronze. There were handles at each of the four corners of the carts, and these two were cast as one unit with the cart. Around the top of each cart was a rim nine inches wide. The corner supports, the side panels, were cast as one unit with the cart carvings of cherubim lions and palm trees decorated the panels and corner supports whenever there was room and there were wreaths all around all ten water carts were the same size and were made alike for each was cast from the same mold huram also made ten smaller bronze basins one for each cart each basin was six feet across and could hold 220 gallons of water He set five water carts on the south side of the temple and five on the north side. The great bronze basin called the sea was placed near the southeast corner of the temple. He also made the necessary wash basins, shovels, and bowls. So at last Huram completed everything King Solomon had assigned him to make for the temple of the Lord. The two pillars... The two bowl-shaped capitals on top of the pillars. The two networks of interwoven chains that decorated the capitals. The 400 pomegranates that hung from the chains on the capitals. Two sets of pomegranates for each of the chain networks that decorated the capitals on top of the pillars. The 10 water carts holding the 10 basins. The sea and the 12 oxen underneath it. The ash buckets, the shovels, and the bulls. Huram made all these things of burnished bronze for the temple of the Lord, just as King Solomon had directed. The king had cast in clay molds in the Jordan Valley between Sukkoth and Zarathon. Solomon did not weigh all these things because there were so many. The weight of the bronze could not be measured. Solomon also made all the furnishings of the temple of the Lord, the gold altar, the gold table for the bread of the presence, the lampstands of solid gold, five on the south, five on the north, in front of the most holy place, the flower decorations, lamps and tongs, all of gold, the small bowls, lamp stuffers, bowls, ladles, and incense burners, all of solid gold, the doors for the entrances to the most holy place, and the main room of the temple with their fronts overlaid with gold. So King Solomon finished all his work on the temple of the Lord. Then he brought all the gifts his father David had dedicated, the silver, the gold, and the various articles, and he stored them in the treasuries of the Lord's temple. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow we'll see Solomon dedicating the temple.